Welcome to Tackless Radio. of my good Sagittarius sis dropping Beam Me Up Scotty mixtape again, I wanted to give you a little uh, itty bitty piggy. That shit used to go so hard. Not used to because it still does apparently. Um, As you all can see, I just wanted to take a trip down memory lane to 2009 to my like freshman year at college and drinking cheap ass liquor and sneaking into bars. I just wanted to go down memory lane for a second with that song of the week. So Nicki Minaj, Itty Bitty Piggy on the Beam Me Up Scotty mixtape is going to be the song of the week because we all bad bitches. Deep down inside, we all bad bitches. Just channel, just go ahead and try and channel that Sagittarius arrogance. And just say, I am a bad bitch. Always, truly, (laughs) you too can be a bad bitch if you are not. And I hope you are aspiring every single day to be a bad bitch. So with that, we're going to go ahead and get into shit I saw. So we're going to go ahead and take it over to Twitter. Of course, Twitter, my favorite place probably my favorite app and uh, found a tweet here from Queen Libra. Her handle is Black Chonga and she said having a degree or degrees and a decent job and money does not make you a good person or someone who's ready for a healthy relationship. Folks be arrogant, insecure, no personality, etc., because they believe those things make them, quote unquote, high value and just ignore the need for therapy and inner work. <sighs> Snaps and claps, everyone. Snaps and motherfucking claps. Because let me tell you all something. I'm black. <laughs> if you didn't know. And I also am Grew up on the south side of Chicago. Both my parents were city workers. And what I was taught at a very young age was that education was one of the most important things and was a tool to help me position myself to have financial stability when I got older. And I believed it. I believed it. I was a kid that got straight A's. Test scores were high. I was in extracurriculars and honors classes and in National Honor Society and went to college and like did the whole education thing, got a degree and all of that just for me to come out on the other side with a shit ton of debt to be like, could I have done differently and ended up where I am? Because I really do like where I am right now. Don't get me wrong. But I also say to myself, how much of that was my degree? And then how much of that was me just hustling, you know? But I say all that to say that there are so many of us black and brown and immigrant children of this country that understand education is a tool that is so important for us to establish 
some type of stability for not just ourselves, but for our family members and everyone even behind us. We get to college and graduate and do well and get the degree and get the really good job and the really cute apartment and the really cute title. And then niggas start to look at that like it's a personality trait and forget that they're still a narcissist or arrogant or their ego will be the fucking death of them because they genuinely think that when they go to their high rise apartment and go to sleep at night, that that qualifies them that they're ready for a relationship. Like they're ready for the work that comes with a relationship because they can hold really good meetings at work because solving problems at work means that you can also solve problems in a marriage so like why not give it a shot right what what prepping for a relationship should I have to do when I'm like CEO director executive I make six figures I drive this car I'm in this house like why would I need to like work to make sure that I know what a compromise is and how to effectively communicate why would I need to do any of that and don't get me wrong when life smacked the fuck out of me about two years ago I too was a person that was like unless I have this title or unless I'm doing this work or unless I am seen as helpful in these communities, then I'm not good enough because I was that crazy ass straight A student that could not understand until I was older and got my ass into some therapy that my accomplishments don't make me who I am. They are something that I have a, I have achieved those things. They are things that I acquired from being great, but those don't define me. You have to, you have to understand that if you're telling yourself that you're ready for that relationship or for that marriage or to have children, you have to sit down and really do some internal work that having a title or a certain type of car or living in a certain type of place or being able to do like the Q corporate things and go to the Q corporate events and do all that shit. That does not mean that you're a good person and you're ready to be somebody's partner or somebody's parent. Because y'all are some really shitty people when y'all just like allow for how cool the company is that you work for be how you get your dates or how you make friends. And to put it out there, I used to work at a really large tech company where niggas literally were your friend for the simple fact that you could say, oh, I worked at Facebook, or I know a person at Twitter. Oh yeah, my girl at Netflix. And people would (laughs) act like high school and be like, oh, I know all these people and they're been working at, they've been working at that company for this amount of time. And they know the CEO, like we treat CEOs like fucking presidents and gods. When these motherfuckers are in a hired position, just like you, <laughs> you know, motherfuckers had to uh, vouch for them the same way people had to vouch for you. They had to convince motherfuckers to hire them the same way you had to convince motherfuckers to hire you. But we look at the CEO of like Twitter or the CEO of like Airbnb as like these niggas who breathe different air. So we must move out of their way or not be on the same elevator as them when we're in the office together. But no, I'm a cool bro. I'm not I'm not like every other CEO. I'm a cool CEO. You know, that's how these niggas want to act. And it, and they're worshipped. <laughs> yes, I saw the WeWork documentary. So that's where a lot of that just came from. Anywho, we have to allow ourselves the opportunity to know who we are separate from the things that we have obtained. 
that if you remove the house, the car, the phone, the beauty, if you remove the popularity, if you remove the degrees, who are you? What do you like? What is your personality like? Are you funny, witty, smart? Are you sensitive, kind? Are you an asshole, a jerk, a narcissist, a fucking prick? Who are you? Do you even know? Do you know who you authentically are? Or did you allow for titles and degrees to tell you who you are? So I'm going to just leave y'all with that. You know, I'm going to just leave y'all with that. And sit on that. You know, because Black Chonka, she was a word, girl. A word. But I'm going to let y'all sit on that. And just ask, ask yourself. If you removed all the shit, who are you? And do you like who you are? Alrighty, and we are back to random realities. So this one's gonna be really random and my whole millennial ass is about to show, but we just gonna go for it. So I was on TikTok and came across this girl's video. The girl's name is Lizzie. McHire, so Lizzie is L-I-Z-Z-I-E dot McHire, which is kind of funny, M-C-H-I-G-H-E-R. And I was watching her video and she was giving a theory about Regina George and Mean Girls. And I've never heard this particular theory, but when she started talking about it, one of the reasons why... Regina George is a total fucking bitch to everybody. I was like, you know what? She might be on to something. It was so fucking random that I wanted to share with you all. So here we go. So the movie Mean Girls is essentially about this bitchy ass girl by the name of Regina George. And Regina George has these two minions by the name of Karen Smith and Gretchen Wieners. She basically is considered the queen bee of the school. Everybody wants to date her. Everybody wants to be her. And she always wins spring king and queen. And she's always in the latest fashions. And her parents live in the biggest house. And she drives a white Lexus. Yeah, she's basically that bitch. And Katie is a girl who is going to high school for the very first time because for the last 15 years of her life, she's been living in Africa with her parents, who I believe are archaeologists. So she's never been in a socialized school setting and definitely not one in the U.S. of KKK. So she is now at high school trying to figure out who the fuck these people are and why the fuck are there so many rules and what the fuck is all of this. But one thing she does know is that she is really good at math. She goes to the math class and because she's really good at math. She's not in the little old sophomore math class. She's like in some AP bullshit with the seniors. She sees a nigga in there by the name of Aaron. She thinks Aaron's cute. So Katie comes across Regina. Regina's like, oh my God, who's this new bitch? And why don't I know you? And Katie's like, oh, I have been homeschooled all my life. And this is my first time in a actual high school. And she's like, oh my God, your bracelet's really pretty. And she's like, thank you. But actually that bracelet was ugly as fuck. As we then start to see Regina's a total fucking bitch to everyone. She's a raging bitch to everyone. She does not have any friends. Even her own father doesn't like her and her mom is scared of her. This is where the theory kicks in. We all kind of know that the premise of the movie is that Janice Ian, who had a relationship with Regina, they were friends when they were like seven, eight. And then, you know, you grow up and then you grow apart. So they used to be friends, but they weren't friends like they used to be anymore because of a nasty rumor where Regina told everybody that Janice was a lesbian and she could not come to the pool party and kids picked on Janice and she was considered an outsider and an outcast to the fucking community. (laughs) 
Kids are just fucking cruel. So what's really interesting is that I also very much so remember that part. Like, I remember Regina telling Katie, like, well, you can't hang out with Janice. She's a lesbian. And she's like, what? She's like, well, and she gets to telling her the pool party story. And she's like, well, I couldn't invite her to my pool party. There were going to be girls there in their bathing suit. And she's a lesbian. What? I did not also realize later on in the movie is when Kevin G is trying to hit on Janice. Like, hey, girl, what's up? Oh, you look exotic. You look foreign. You know, I'm Indian myself. What are you? And she's like, I'm Lebanese. And I remember that part. But what I did not realize until this TikTok was those two things are related. Janice told Regina that she was Lebanese, not lesbian. And because this bitch is dumb, she started an entire rumor about Janice liking girls. She picked on Janice for liking girls when she had the burn book exposed in the fucking high school and they all got pulled into the gym to do a fucking sister circle so they can try and fix the fucking problem. And Janice was about to talk to the group, what did Regina say? Oh, look, it's her dream come true, jumping into a pool of girls. And then that's when Janice fucking ripped her head off and was <laughs> basically the queen of the school because she took down the dictator. Another particular theory is that technically people project they bullshit onto others when they themselves cannot come to terms with their own reality. Regina was the lesbian the whole time. She was mad at Janice for quote unquote, being able to say she was a lesbian. She didn't even really like the niggas she was with. She didn't like Aaron. She played him like a pawn. She didn't like the airhead football nigga that she used after Aaron. She rolled her eyes when they won little, when he won for spring prom king, whatever the fuck. She didn't even like the men she was with. She literally used them. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how many pretty girls out there who are just straight up lesbians and they knew they were lesbians since they were little girls, but because they were pretty and boys would talk to them and they were propped up, they felt like they had to put on this facade of being this pretty girl when they just really wanted to wear jeans and put on T-shirts and play football with their brothers and maybe suck a titty or two. I really feel like that was Regina because if you all can remember at the end of the movie, she was playing lacrosse and got piled up on in a, in a what? In a group of, in a bunch of fucking, in a sea of girls. Like she told Janice, oh, look, it's Janice's dream. Being able to jump into a pool of girls. No, bitch, it was your dream. That's why you acting up. That's why you, that's why you causing hell, Regina. Cause you couldn't, and I, and I feel for you. I have so many friends, me and me included a little bit who just like knew that they felt differently in high school and couldn't say anything because you had to fit the status quo because kids are cruel and they will talk about you and they will fucking talk about you. And the last thing any kid wants to do is make high school harder for themselves. But when you are a fucking Regina George and you make it harder for everybody else, girl, that's when we got just we got to cancel you like the fuck. So that theory blew my mind because I believe it. The entire movie was queer phobia of Regina George being a lesbian herself, having probably feelings for Janice because she picked on Janice the most. <laughs> that's why Janice was out to get her ass back. And the whole time. Regina wanted to jump into that group of girls, not Janice. She thought Jan, she thought Janice said she was a lesbian the entire time. Janice is like, bitch, I'm not lesbian. I'm Lebanese. The fuck? Just, oh man, crazy, right? I know, I know. <laughs> that is this week's random ass reality. Well, hello. Freaks and geeks, and welcome back to the tackless topic of the week. And this is what's kind of been on my heart 
I've been thinking about it all morning, actually. Um, What I want to talk to you all about is how a man can keep a woman. I don't think we have this conversation enough. I definitely know that there's a lot of conversations, movies, books, self-help tips, magazine articles dedicated to how women should keep a man. But I don't think we talk about how a man should keep a woman because it is, in my opinion, just assumed, I guess, that if a man has a woman, he knows how to keep her. And there's a lot of single men. There's a lot of men with high body counts. There's a lot of men who have been in multiple relationships. There are a lot of men with multiple baby mamas who have had multiple marriages. And I don't think we talk about them enough. And the fact that they don't know how to keep a woman. A lot of niggas would be out here. And the first thing they'll tell you is, yeah, you were supposed to be the girl I married or this was supposed to be our child. Ladies, have y'all gotten that bullshit text message or that bullshit ass DM from them niggas that'll be like, or you send them a message and it's like, oh, congratulations on your engagement or congratulations on your child. And then that nigga replies, that was supposed to be you. Yeah, yeah, those niggas are everywhere and they exist. And you wanna know why they said it was supposed to be you? Because they wish it was, because they couldn't keep a good thing because you left they raggedy ass where they stood and then they had to settle for something else. Probably something that they didn't really even want. It's just that was essentially the woman they were able to manipulate well enough to stay with them and they raggedy bullshit. There's so many men who can't keep a good woman, who always they all have that the one who got away story have y'all noticed that not a lot of women have like the one who got away story I'm not saying that this doesn't happen on either side but I hear a lot of men with a the one who got away story then I hear women with a the one who got away story and that just brings me to think that maybe I be bad need to tell you niggas how to keep a woman because y'all don't know how. I think it's so interesting how so many men are telling women how to keep a man, how to attract a man, how to get a man to marry them, which is, it's just all some bullshit. It's the same advice. Y'all want us to shut the fuck up, make a sandwich and fuck you. It's the same bullshit advice that y'all tell women over and over. You just package it up differently. And you all just want to say, well, we're simple. That's all we want. No, you all are some very complex, unhealed motherfuckers. You think you're simple because you want to do caveman shit like we don't live in 2021. But you all are some very complex individuals. You just don't allow yourself to go deeper into your psyche or even allow yourself to have other emotions outside of anger and horny to even know that you're a complex individual. Baby, give yourself more credit than that. You are not simple. You are not stupid. You are just lazy and unmotivated and damaged. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I'm at least going to give fellas three tips on how to keep a woman. I'm at least give give y'all three. like Because it's so interesting that this conversation always is pointed to women. You know, it's always a conversation about what women can do. And then I think it's even more interesting that a woman is then deemed less if she doesn't have any type of proximity to a man. You know how many times I make an opinion and... Uh, to a nigga right and their response to me is well that's why you're single or that's why you don't have a man like that's supposed to be an insult baby if I wanted a responsibility and something to clean up after I would just get a dog you telling me that I don't have a man like it's supposed to hurt me baby I sleep well and stress the fuck free Like, I think it's so interesting that men even use it as some type of like clap back or like you retort with, well, that's why you'll always be single. Baby, those women have amazing fucking lives and they live longer. And I aspire to be (laughs) them. The fuck? Tracy Ellis Ross is doing just fine. You niggas would pay top dollar to smell her farts. Okay. So, so that's why we're here. That's why we're here. For some interesting reason, women are looked at as less if they don't have a man 
But when a man doesn't have a woman, can't keep a woman, goes through women and he's just a hoe, some way, somehow he's valuable or some way, somehow he isn't at least less valuable because of all of those things. But if it was a woman, oh, you all would have a whole host of names for her. And then y'all would turn around and say, well, don't no man want to marry a hoe. Y'all marry hoes all day long. Okay. By your definition, if when you got with her, she wasn't a virgin and you immediately married her after well, that's not even by y'all definition because y'all are some Bible thumping motherfuckers. If you did not meet her and then marry her and then took her quote unquote virginity, which I don't even like the way that you take virginity. We both had sex for the first time. The whole purest virginity, never had sex bullshit, hymen thing is bullshit because she could have broke that hymen with a tampon or, or riding a horse. Okay. Anywho, that's where that's a conversation for a different day. Back to the topic at hand. We're going to talk about how men can keep a woman because a lot of you niggas are 40, popping bottles in the club with three baby mamas, five kids, miserable, but want to blame women for the fact that you don't know how to keep one. So maybe I'm going to let you in on some tips, sir. I'm going to help you out. I am here for the people. I am here for the men's. Okay, I'm going to help you out. So first tip, I'm going to need you all to get into some therapy and heal those childhood wounds. Because the reason you can't keep a woman is because every single woman that you come across, you just want free therapy. You look at her to be your therapist, your counselor, your priest, your mother. And baby, what you fail to realize is that all that emotional strife is not for a woman to take on. That's also for you to handle. And I get it. As a man, the y'all Bible told y'all y'all supposed to literally work until you die. Your, your Bible's words, not mine. So I understand that you were physically tired all the time because you have to work to provide and probably provide for other people who are not you. But baby, outside of the physical labor that you take on, you also got to take on the emotional labor because that's not my responsibility either, okay? You <laughs> got to work through why you don't like women through the fact that you had a abandonment issue with your mother who left you alone all the time okay do not be putting that on every single woman that you then date because you have a resentful spirit towards your mother because y'all didn't have no good relationship fix that please understand that when you were disappointed or let down or not looked at in high school by the pretty girls that you thought you deserved which entitled ass and now every other pretty girl that you run into, you just spite them. Like, I hope you get pregnant by a drug dealer and he leave your ass and I'm going to be the CEO of some hedge fund and you're going to be coming to me looking for a job and I'm going to turn you down. Whatever you incel wet dreams y'all have about getting back at the girls that turned you down in high school. Stop that. Go to therapy. Figure that shit out. Okay. I need you all to understand that it is okay to go to therapy, black men, especially brown men, especially it is okay to go to therapy. It is encouraged that you go to therapy because we have generations of trauma. You were born into trauma. So there are things that you have to deal with that have nothing to do with anything that you did. And you got to go talk to somebody to figure that out. Not unload that on every single woman you come in contact with because you think that is supposed to be a part of a relationship or what the woman's responsibility is supposed to be in a relationship. Because that's taxing. Because we got our own shit to go through. I got my own shit to go through. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to show up for you. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to be there for you. And I'm not saying I'm not going to be there to support you. But I am not going to be your whipping post as you figure out what the fuck is wrong with you. Because that's manipulative and that's abusive. And I'm a lead. And that's why you can't keep nobody. Because you think that you can't have those deep conversations with your homeboys. Or that you can't cry on your homeboy's shoulder because then you weak. No! Spread all this out, okay? Also, don't be putting all of that on your woman. If you need to be open and you need to be vulnerable, be vulnerable with all the people you say you you love in your life. Not just with people who are women. 
Be vulnerable with everybody. Spread that shit out, okay? Be vulnerable with your homeboys. Let them know what you're going through. Let them know what you're sad about. Let them know what hurt you. Not just only the shit that makes you angry. What hurt you? What 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 disappointments do you have? Let that all out. Spread that shit out. Because think of it like this. If I only went to the same friend about everything that I had going on, that friend's going to be like, damn, bitch, you ain't got nothing happy to talk about. We can't talk about something else. You don't want to like go to brunch and get drunk and do something else, bitch. You just want to complain. Anybody would be tired of that. (laughs) Putting all of that on that one person. So my first tip, gentlemen, go get some help. (laughs) Go get some help. Go talk to somebody. Go to go see a therapist. I understand, too, that me telling you all to go get therapy in some way could be classes because that costs money. (laughs) Um, It's expensive. But there are resources online where you can find affordable therapy or there are a lot of resources in communities that you're probably already a part of and churches where you can go to those resource groups for free. I am never one to give someone an excuse to hang their hat on. Try. Go find someone to talk to. Tip two. Women are people. And the sooner you all come to terms with that, the better the outcome of your relationship can be. And this is what I mean by that. You all look at women as property. You all look at women as numbers, as something to conquer, as something to take down. You all do not listen to our opinions. Our persons are not respected It is very interesting how you all even talk about women when women are not around. And then when you want to be in a relationship with the woman, you realize for some odd reason it's just not sticking. And that's because you can only put that facade up for so long before we realize that you're a piece of shit. And I call it the nice guys. You all love to call yourselves the nice guys and then get upset by then saying the nice guys finish last. Finish last doing what, sir? What was the what were you trying to accomplish? What what was the goal? Pussy, right? And because it wasn't just thrown at you for being a quote unquote good human being, you're upset for being a good human being. Make it make sense. It's manipulative. It's manipulative. It's coercion. It smells like fuck boy but that's the thing women can pick up on the fact that you just here for some ass women can pick up on the fact that you're just here for some clout women can pick up on the fact that you are just here so you can go back and tell your niggas about a good time you had with some girl I don't even remember her name we understand that some of you all do not have the right intentions when entering into the space that you want to be with a woman We understand that a lot of you all don't have the best intentions when meeting us or coming to us and we have to have our guard up and you all are upset about that. I'm sorry, but unfortunately, you all are some hypocritical ass motherfuckers because in one breath you tell women, put your guard down, baby. I didn't do it. But in the same breath, if something was to happen to a woman, oh, that's why I tell all the women I love in my circle to strap up. That's why I tell them, leave these crazy niggas alone. Okay, anywho, you all have to just, Look at women as individual human beings to be respected, despite what they're wearing, what they do for work, where they live, how they look. You all think that you're entitled to some type of woman that you all have not put work in for. Have you all like understood that you can't ask for a bad bitch and then get upset when she start doing bad bitch things and you can't handle it anymore? And that's because you didn't look at her as a woman as an individual that's going to have her own path, her own voice, you looked at her as a trophy or as a prop or as a prize to go tell your niggas about. And then when she's out here doing things that you at your core probably didn't agree with, but also didn't have a conversation with her about because a lot of you niggas don't like to communicate any fucking way. Now, when she putting on her see-through shirts, now you got a problem, but that's what got you attracted to her, right? Or was it? Because a lot of y'all don't look at women as women because you look at them as some type of prop that you can show off to your homies, to your job. And that's why they don't stay around. Because why would they? Toy Story, baby, I'm jumping out this window. (laughs) 
Bye, Andy. If you're going to use me like a toy, then I'm going to use your ass like a trick. And then we're going to shake hands, understand it was transactional, and I'm going to move the fuck on. But if you all are looking to have a relationship and a relationship with a woman, one with substance, then you have to look for a woman with substance. You all are not looking in the right places <laughs> because you all are not looking for women. You all are looking for fuck toys and trophies and shiny things to show off and wonder why you can't keep any of those things in a relationship because you weren't looking to have a relationship with those people because to you, they were things. If you look for a woman with substance, then you will have a fulfilled relationship. But a lot of y'all don't want to start there because then that means that you would have to sit with the fact that you might be a little, uh, out of her league. Right. Right. Because to go for the lawyer, to go for the doctor or to go with the woman with the PhD or to go for the woman with her own shit and her own bag means that you, sir, got to at least match her. But no, that's too much work. That's too much work. That's too much work. Because you actually had to you actually have to have your shit together for that one. You're like, no, not yet. Not yet. I want to sling my dick around. I want to be a floozy. I want to be out here in these streets with future before I I lock a woman like that down. And then guess what? You are 40 and you have ran out of time (laughs) because that woman that you wanted to lock down. Oh, now she's the one that got away because you wanted to be a little hoe bag out here thotting and bopping, slanging dick around the clubs in the alleyways, being a little hoe. <laughs> now you're going to be a hoe forever because you wasn't looking for women. You were looking to have a good time and the good times they run out. Substance is what gets you to go further in any relationship, a business relationship, a platonic relationship. And that goes for your romantic ones as well, fellas. Okay. So tip two, look for a woman and look for a woman with substance because so many of you all are upset at the women that you selected. Oh, I fucking hate my baby mama. Oh, my ex-wife is a bitch. You picked her. You picked her. Both you niggas stood at the altar and said, I do. Both you niggas laid down and said, ugh, busted a nut. Both you niggas made the equal decision to do what the fuck you did. And you can say to yourself, I am upset at the decision that I made in marrying you or having sex with you with no protection. You got to at least be 50% mad at yourself about that. So with taking some accountability, men, taking some ownership of your decisions, men, you got to say to yourself, okay, so the next time I pick women, I have to pick a higher caliber of woman because I don't want to deal with this anymore. And I say that to women too. Y'all pick y'all baby daddies. Y'all picked y'all husbands. Y'all said yes when he popped the question. And you got to look out for them signs. You got to jump ship when you start seeing too many of them. That's how I feel about the situation. But we are here about the men's because nobody tells you all this enough. You want to keep a woman. It starts with the woman you selected. And that means you have to look for a woman, not for a prize or a trophy or a little shiny trinket so you can show it off. Look for a woman with substance. That's half your fucking battle. And the third tip, you have to be complimentary to your partner. You have to be complimentary to your partner. And a lot of men don't understand or just have not noticed because a lot of our households are split by gender and the way that we are raised meaning girls did girly things, boys did boy things, girls had girly chores, boys had boy chores, girls had one set of rules, boys lived by a different set of rules. So I, so even as millennials and a couple Gen X and Gen Z, we have raised our girls differently, but we have been raising our boys the same. And I am a millennial. And what I can let you all know is that the product of raising efficient, independent, self-aware women has created an amazing movement of political leaders, of educators, 
of voices to be reckoned with. We are one of the first generations, when I say we, I mean millennials, we are benefiting from a lot of things that our mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers have done for us. And we are 60% of the workforce. We are moving through military ranks. We are political leaders and voices. We are CEOs and millionaires in our own right. And this is a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing, because that started with baby boomers and the women of that generation saying, never again (laughs) will I not be able to make a decision that is beneficial for me and me only. I am going to shake shit up so that the future generation has a fighting chance for her and the women in her family and the daughters that she will raise. And it's beautiful. However, we have not told men that things have changed. (laughs) We have not shown men that things have changed. I don't think a lot of men understand women's history that like in, even in this country alone, y'all had to give permission to your own mother to be able to have a bank account. Like your sister was going to have to ask her father grown and all to put his name down so she could buy a house or a car. Like it, that's, it, that is a, a, that is a recent thing. Like women just not being able to have their own financial stability. That is a recent thing. Like your grandmother probably can tell you, yeah, baby, I had not a dollar to my name because that was the law back then. So it's beautiful to see how women have moved through the ranks and men are just unaware of the oppressions of women in this country. They're also unaware of what we were taught because we have separate conversations with little boys and little girls, even in school, when it comes time for sex ed, we split them up by gender. So my mother is having a conversation with me about having your own bank account, going to college and getting a degree, owning some property, being able to see the signs of an abusive relationship and getting the fuck up out of there, having accounts, even when you get married, having accounts, they don't know nothing about having a stash for a rainy fucking day, putting some stuff to the side that nobody know nothing about and letting your girlfriends or your uh, attorney or letting your mother know that the family or the husband or his side of the family don't know. Like you set yourself up that if something bad happens, you able to make sure you're good. Those are the type of conversations that a lot of women are having with their daughters and with their nieces and with their granddaughters. Like that's what's being taught to us. So we are entrepreneurs and we are changing laws and we're judges and we're lawyers and we're doctors and we're engineers and it's beautiful and we are self-sufficient and now we're looking for partners. But men are being told the same thing that they've been told for the last 400 years. Find a good woman who's going to cook your food, clean the house that you paid for and bear your children and take care of you. And correct. And I'm totally down with being wrong, but correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen. But what are the conversations that your uncles and your fathers and your grandfathers are having with you on how to keep a woman? Because unfortunately, women are telling women, young women, girls, how to quote unquote keep a man. But are men telling you all? How to keep a woman, how to keep a woman happy, how to have a healthy relationship, how to have a healthy marriage, or at least just prepping you for the fact that women are different today. Because I don't understand why it hasn't clicked in more men's minds that if I go to work and you go to work, I'm tired when I get home the same way you're tired when you get home. So why am I the only one expected to cook dinner and clean up after it? And go check on the fucking kids and take the dog out. I was at work the same time you was at work. I got up the same time you got up. We can't split these household chores. (laughs) The gall of it all. But that's the thing. Like old school men are like, well, back in my day, that's because women didn't have a dollar to their name. And men of today, in my opinion, just do not know how to date women who don't financially need them or don't 
need them in the more traditional sense that our grandmothers and mothers needed men. Like, I don't need a man. That's the thing. Like, my generation, we don't need a man. I'd like one. I think one would be cool. I don't need one, though. (laughs) And I don't think men understand how not to not be needed. Because niggas think that they're needed. And I think a lot of y'all, not a lot, and I think a, a decent amount of you all are, like, seething on the inside because you're not needed. Like, the little incel types. Because, like, I can sense a little fury that comes in for some of y'all incel-ish motherfuckers when you see lesbians having children and now you're like, the dick ain't even needed. You're like, ah, like, what is the world coming to? But I think that's what we have to understand is that your relationship just has to be very complementary to who you are as a person. You have to understand your partner and then you and your partner have to complement each other. Because that doesn't mean that you can't have the traditional relationship or the traditional marriage that you want, but you have to find somebody that will be complementary to your wants and your needs. If you want a woman that's going to be barefoot and pregnant, then probably not marry the entrepreneur woman who has a side business and an executive at somebody else's company, because that's going to be very difficult, (laughs) To uh, have that be something in your future. I think that's what a lot of people have to understand. But we're talking about you niggas right now. Is that you have to find somebody that complements what you want. But you have to know what you want first. Not what you think you want. Or what your family wants for you. Or what you think your niggas would approve of you having. What do you want? In a relationship. In a marriage. In a family. Write that down. Write that down on a little piece of paper. Everything you want in a partner, everything you want in a relationship, everything you want in fatherhood and everything you want in a marriage. And then seek that. Because I think a lot of times men are just falling into relationships because it felt good at the time and then get real weird when it changes because it will change. Your relationship will change. Your partner will change. Your hope is that you find someone that grows with you not grows out of love with you or falls out of love with you, but grows with you because you will change and your partner will change. But that's why you have that list because if they are at least 80% of your list at their core, then you might be, you might be cooking with grease. You might be cooking with grease with this one. But a lot of you all don't know what you want. She looks pretty and she makes you feel good. So you marry her and then you upset When things start to change, well, you didn't do your due diligence to figure out who Shorty was. You didn't figure out what she liked, what she didn't like. If y'all had common interests, y'all just vibes and dick, just vibes, pussy and dick. (laughs) And that doesn't sustain a relationship in the slightest. So you want to find somebody that's going to be very complimentary to who you are as a person. Not just cute, not just with a banging ass body. You want to find someone who's going to be complimentary to many areas of your life, not just one. You don't want to find someone who compliments your religion, but then you all can't agree on parenthood. Want to find someone who's complimentary to you and then find someone who you really enjoy who they are at their core. Because when they grow, their core grows and they just become a better version of themselves and you fall in love over and over and over again. That is the hope. That is my hope for you niggas is that you find a partner that you can grow with and fall in love with over and over and over. I want that for you all. I want that for you all with these three tips, getting some help, looking for a woman of some fucking substance and then finding someone who compliments you and you compliment them, I promise you, you'll be able to find a woman, a good woman too. One that loves on you and makes you feel good and supported and won't leave your ass and even wash your dirty drawers from time to time. You can have that. I know you see your happy niggas who are married at the baseball games with their sons having a good, I know you want that. I know you want that on the family trips to Disneyland with the matching shirts. I know you want that. I know you are in the club, 45 popping bottles with 21 year olds dead inside. Like, is this what my life has become? 
Is this it? There's got to be more to this. It is. There is more to it. And I'm not saying that that family life and that marriage life is for everybody. But I understand that a lot of men want it and then trick themselves out of not wanting it because they feel that they can't attain it because these quote unquote women are just too difficult and they too modern or I can't find the right one and they all leaving me. That's because you got to do the work on yourself first. <laughs> because if you are ugly, then you're going to attract ugly. Because it wasn't until I fixed myself that I was able to be like, oh, these these fuck boys over here. I can smell them. I can feel them for a mile away. And I owe it to myself to not do the same dumb shit that I used to do when I was younger because I have healed and I have grown and I know better. So I do better. And I want you niggas to do better. Let me know what you thought about my tips. Let me know if you tried them. Hey, let me know that I'm wrong and that there are men out here having the conversations with modern age men about how to be a partner to a modern age woman. Because I think we got to understand that we're raising girls differently than we did girls 70, 80 years from today. But we, I don't know if we having that same conversation with men, but I could be wrong. I don't mind being wrong. Let's have the dialogue. Let's have the, let's have the discussion. I'm going to open it up. Tweet me, DM me, email me, tacklesspodcast at gmail.com and tell me I'm wrong. But if I'm lying, I'm dying and I'm flying like a motherfucker. So <laughs> until I can get some of you all to write and let me know that I'm wrong, I think it bears for me to say that we have to understand that these relationships have to complement each other. And a lot of us did not receive complimentary lessons <laughs> from our parents when we were growing up about how to be in a relationship. And it starts with us. Get a little therapy, you know, have more realistic expectations for yourself and your relationships. Write down what you fucking want and you're going to be good. 2021, I'm, I'm here for you niggas. Call me. The Steve Harvey of the men. Call me the Kevin Samuels of the men. I'm going to get you a girl. I'm going to get you a girl. A good one, too. A good one, too. She's going to take care of you. She's going to love on you. She's going to support you. But that type of woman come with some work now. If you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to do the work, she'll come. <laughs> Now that we've gotten that out of the way, what you want to eat?